Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. And Steph, you have some super exciting news this week. Yes. Well, my exciting news is twofold. Okay. Part one, Melbourne's out of lockdown. Woo! We are free to get on the beers. Well done, Melbourne. Maybe <laughs> us Londoners can take a thing or two from... How do you say a Mel... A Mel... A Mel... A Melbourneian. Melbourneian? Okay, I was close. Yeah. So that's part one, and now that we're free, I'm going to leave. I'm going on a three-month around Australia road trip. Nice. That is exciting. You're finally... We talked about uh, RV travel in a few of our episodes. I think in our... In the Out Travel the System episode, where we talked how RV travel is kind of going to be the new thing with COVID, and you've jumped on board with it. We I just leaned in. We're... um, Buying a new truck, buying a new trailer, and we're hitting the road. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I won't say too much right now because there's some exciting developments and we'll get into it in another episode, but yes. I'm going to see the entire country. Amazing. Minus guess... Western Australia because they don't <laughs> want anyone yet. <laughs> that is super exciting and I'm yes. sure a lot of people listening are very envious because we're all waiting to get out there but guys as we said RV travel you know this is the time to do it for you know we don't want to get on planes we don't have to travel too far we don't have to be around other people yeah do what I feel like doing. 2021 is the year we explore our own backyards yes and again I need to do more of it in the UK but this gave us the inspiration for this week's episode Steph and I did one of the funnest road trips in -hmm. Australia was it last year now I mean I can yeah it was last year what year are we on yeah we're going back to I believe April 2019 last year yeah so I came out to see Steph 
And we drove from Melbourne to mm-hmm. Adelaide. Now, yes. a lot of that was the Great Ocean Road Drive. Famous. So we're going to do another escapism episode today and yes. take you guys through our journey, our road trip journey. We're going to take you up Great Ocean Road. Yes. And it was amazing. And this is one of those things, uh, again, I cannot take credit for any of the planning mm-hmm. stuff. This was um, all you. Yeah. Because you, you had done this up. before. I did. I just turned up. I'm like, put me in the car. Take me to wherever you want to take me. I don't say that to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It was my favorite kind of trip when my friends are just like, here's my credit card number. Put 50% on my card. Yes. I trust you. And I'm like, I did exactly that. I remember taking a photo of my credit card, my Amex, and I sent it to Steph. And I said, here, just charge whatever you need to charge. Yes. Within reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So again, you had done this before. This is one of your sort of top like ticks for people that coming to see you is it not either you go with them or you tell them take my car and you go on your own <laughs> yeah I mean I, I've been a couple times and I've now hit that point where I give people my car I'm like you can go yeah. upgrade Ocean Road right. um but it's definitely one of the must-sees when people come to the Melbourne area mm. but what was different about what we did is most people just they go up to kind of the Port Campbell area they see the 12 Apostles and then they come back, whereas mm-hmm. we did the entire Melbourne to Adelaide haul. Cruise, so we did yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Well, we'll start from the beginning, as we yeah. always do with our escapism episodes and what we did. And again, guys, this is I mean, maybe this one's a bit of a travel guide, but we're just telling you guys what we did on our trip. Yeah, I feel like there was some good things. This is actually more of an episode where there's things people can take out of it. Oh, definitely. So let's start day one. And the one thing we didn't think of is we were leaving on the Easter weekend. That's right. Which I think I should have taken into account because I planned flying out there on Easter weekend, which is also Easter here. So I get more holidays. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do. You got to extend those long weekends. Exactly. So we started out, we hit the road. Um, half the time is just getting out of Melbourne. We get to Great Ocean Road. We stop at the Great Ocean Road Chocolatierie. Chocolatier? Yes. Chocolatierie. Chocolatiers? <laughs> Chocolatier. That's it. Yes. I saw the signs that they were just like everywhere on the road. I'm like, Steph, we're going there. Yes. <laughs> Give me and, chocolate. Oh, it's it's great. If you pull in there, it is just it's I don't. It is massive. Chocolate. And it's chocolate. <laughs> it's chocolate. When you think, when there's that term, like we were kids in a candy store, it's literally that. Literally. <laughs> it's and chocolate everywhere. It is also, I find, one of the best places to get gifts. Like if you're going to buy new yeah. gifts up Great Ocean Road, the chocolatier is a great place. I tried to do that and then I ate my gifts before I made it back <laughs> to the UK. So... Maybe we go there did last. not stay long, though, because it was Easter weekend. When yeah. we rocked up, there was a ch- children's Easter egg hunt. And yeah. there were probably a thousand little children screaming, running around fields. And you and I were just like, oh. nope, <laughs> we cannot stay here. <laughs> yeah, it was so, a lot. Yeah, it was definitely a lot. And then we went on. So we drove to Lorne. So a lot of times people drive up to Lorne, spend time there, hang around the beach, and then head back to Melbourne. It's about not even an hour drive. So it's pretty reasonable to get to. 
And we stayed at an Airbnb. And I feel like we just checked into the Airbnb and then head off on a pub crawl. Yes, the pub crawl. I mean, there weren't many pubs. Well, there were a bunch of small, quaint ones. We just went from place to place walking up the little road there in Lorne. And then um, we ended up at a bigger one that was actually run by a Canadian. You can't get yes, away from that's the right. I mean, everywhere <laughs> yeah. we go, we always go into bars owned by Canadians. It happens yeah. all the time, which I don't know what that says about Canadians. But hey, we're making buck, <laughs> you know, like this is our thing. Bars, beer. Yeah. I remember us just we drank more than we intended that night. I think it was mm-hmm. because we met the Canadian guy. And, you know, when you're abroad and you meet other Canadians or if you're Australian, other Australians, people, when you meet your people, you kind of just, you know, you start talking and then drinks are flowing. And then I think he gave us a few free drinks because he's like, oh, you're Canadian too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, next thing we know, we're stumbling back to the Airbnb mm-hmm. very late. And we had a very early morning the next morning. Now, a hangover would be bad enough if we were just driving, like having a chill day. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wasn't driving. Steph was driving. But we had booked quite a big activity for the next day that I would not recommend with a hangover. (laughs) This was actually, of everything I had planned for you coming, is what I was most excited for. Yes. I was like a child. Super excited. Yes. Which was fitting because everyone else there was was mostly children. (laughs) (laughs) And it was not another chocolatier. No. No. (laughs) which actually would have been great for our hangover going to the chocolate factory but no 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 the next day where did we go Steph so we went to live wire park which is this badass high ropes course where you know you're 30 feet up in the air yep on wires falling over but you're strapped in obviously I thought it was just like zip lining. So I had been zip lining before in Costa Rica. And mm-hmm. I had been zip lining whilst hungover in Costa Rica. And I was like, eh, it's not so bad because you're just. It you actually know. sobers you up. Well, it kind of sobers you up because you're just zipping through the air. You don't really have to do much work. They just clip you in and you go. Yeah. But then when we got to this live wire park, I quickly learned that it was not just zip lining. In fact, there was. Very little zip lining. It was literally uh, like a ropes park where you had to go through all these different obstacles while you're like, how many feet up in the air? Oh, I want to say 30, but feet? I feel like it was higher. <laughs> I know. I said 100. Like, we're very, it, <laughs> I don't know how high it was, but like, you, I'm sure everyone can picture one of these parks where it's up in yeah. the trees. There's nets and there's platforms. It was a whole obstacle course. And there's Steph and I, after drinking god knows how much beer the night before we are like climbing over like roped nets and i mean there's i remember there's a video of me going over one of those really shaky suspended bridges Mm -hmm. and steph thought this would be the perfect time to take a video of me she's like this is a great video let's remember this moment and i am just like holding on for dear life and shaking and walking across and the whole bridge is moving and i'm like i'm gonna break this tree down because i'm too heavy Anyway, so we did this. And the funny part was that it was, there was, I think, three different obstacle courses. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we did two of them. No, and so remember, there were five. And after the oh, third five. one. five. Okay. Well, I remember we didn't finish it. We did yeah. we, we did three then. And I remember yeah. we cut down from the third one. And the guy that was running it, who was definitely being really flirty with us, because we were the only, like, two women there. Of age <laughs> women. Is, yeah. Everyone else was children. Yeah. He's like, oh, are you guys ready for course four? We're like, no, we're good. We're done. And we just took our harnesses off and off we I, went i think what finished us in though i think we actually would have kept going but there is apparently a technique because at the end of every high ropes course you do have to zip line down yes and we don't know how to zip line down gracefully oh, my god <laughs> so there this is was, and i'm gonna yeah. have to post this video like every time we zip line down we just smashed into the end here's why because our bodies and i think i figured this out Again, if anyone's been ziplining in a, like a beautiful place like Costa Rica, you zipline into the next platform and you've got a break, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's someone there to kind of catch you at the end. But this one, you just sort of like crash into a pile <laughs> of sawdust. And when we watched everyone else doing it, we're like, oh, that looks fine. Like they would land on their feet. Yeah. But everybody we watched was basically children that weighed, I don't know. <laughs> like half of what we did 25 kilos 30 kilos (laughs) and they managed to as they zipped down their bodies didn't turn yeah now i worked this out when you're a bigger person as in just like an adult (laughs) and then when you're a woman and you got some weight like junk in the trunk yeah and like junk in the front too your body (laughs) kind of shifts and it turns yeah. around. So every time Steph and I did this, <laughs> we would turn. Our bodies turn. So we'd go in with our backs facing the sawdust. And then we would crash so gracefully oh. into the sawdust. And it just happened every time. And it was actually, like, it got quite painful after a while. <laughs> I think the last one we were like, we're done. Like- yeah. So there's a great video of me again. Steph, you know, she's cackling in the background. And I think we have posted this before, but we'll post it again. Um of me gracefully crashing into the sawdust after one of the zip lines. And I mean, this is why you get travel insurance, guys, just in case. But thankfully, nothing happened. But then what makes me laugh so much about this place is that, and maybe this is again being an adult thing, not being the weight of a child, but they advertise the world's, not the world's, or Australia's longest zip line or the longest zip line in the Southern Hemisphere. There's some claim they have on it yeah. at the end. And it kind of just felt like sitting in a seat, <laughs> like going yes. around. And it was over. And, you know, you watch the video on their website and it's like thrilling, exciting, going all around in the jungle forest. And <laughs> then you do it in person. And it's like if you look up, yeah, there's the trees. If you look down, you're going over the parking lot. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is <laughs> at the end. Like- there is a big zip line. It's not, re- it's more like a like a roller like a one person roller coaster like you get clipped in yeah to like this metal bit and then it's like a they've created like a track it's not even zip lining really but it's this track yeah. that you go around and you're just sort of swinging and hanging and while it is a lot of fun again you kind of look down and you're like oh there's my car <laughs> oh there's a, like some children walking in to go into the park so like it's super fun but and maybe I'm, you know, being a snob about it. But again, what if you've ziplined in a place like Costa Rica, where you literally are ziplining through like a beautiful jungle and you see like <laughs> some wildlife while you're out there and then you're ziplining over a parking lot in Australia? 
<laughs> you know, it's like saying, you know, when you go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef and then you go scuba diving in Lake Ontario. Or yeah. Lake Ontario in Canada. <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't really have the same oomph. But still highly recommend because it was a lot of fun and it will kill a hangover. It did eventually kill a hangover. Yes, it did. We <laughs> felt, I mean, how do I say this? Like we felt better physically, but yes. yet we're also in more pain physically. But the kind of pain changed. Yeah, we had a lot of bruises, a lot of war wounds from the high wire park. But it was super fun and highly recommend if you have kids, even if you don't have kids, it was actually like quite a fun little stop on the way. Oh, I would still recommend it to anyone. Yeah, made for some great photos, great videos, great memories, great yeah. war wounds. Well, that's what I really wanted to work in, you know, a bunch of physical things to this trip, like rather mm-hmm. than just like driving, drinking, driving. I'm like, okay, we're going to commit to other things. Because it's so easy when you do a road trip and yeah, you kind of get to your destination. You're like, right, let's hit the bars let's see what's what's in the town so i'm glad that we got in some physical activity i mean again would i recommend going out boozing pretty hard the night before maybe next probably time not now, but yeah so once we left there there was another little spot on the way that we stopped into that was i don't think on the original list mm-hmm. but we saw like signs or something for it which was a really cool little maritime museum so that was in our next town warnambool Yes, Warrnambool, that was yes, it. Yes, yes. No, that was uh, that was one of the things I knew it was there, but their website and the description didn't really sell it to me. Right. But then we realized we were staying just a couple hundred meters away. So we were like, okay, <laughs> like, I guess we got to go. And I thought it was pretty interesting because you actually learn the thing about Warrnambool is that there's so there were so many shipwrecks there back in the day. There's a lot of volcanic activity out that way. Like mm-hmm. a lot of things I actually learned from going to these places. And Warrnambool really gives you, or sorry, not Warrnambool, Flagstaff Hill Maritime Museum gives you a lot of the history about all the shipwrecks that happened there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like how the town came to be populated. Uh, stories about the lives of the people who died on the shipwrecks. It was really quite fascinating. It was really cool. And it was one of those places that have, uh, what is it, like the old town built in? What's what's the word I'm looking for? It was like a village reenactment. Yes. And I I feel like there was a couple of people walking around even in like, I mean, I don't know if they were doing some like show in the museum, but they were in some like old attire. I was trying to talk to the one guy being like, do you actually, because it was where they make things. They got the fire going. And they, oh yeah he was like a uh i want to say like a blacksmith yeah but i was like are you actually working or is this like a reenactment here like you're pretending to make things or are you actually making things i think he was actually making things oh, i thought he was too but then he answered me like he was in character and then he just didn't say anything and it was you know when you just ask someone a question they don't really answer and you're standing there waiting like i was like what is happening here maybe he didn't understand your accent yeah, maybe. But I mean, he was quite clearly really making things. There was like yeah, real like the fire. fire was real. Yeah, that's what <laughs> like was it asking. wasn't a fake fire. So yeah, I think he was. I think, um, I think he was in like the react reenactment acting mode, but he was probably like an actual yeah. is blacksmith. The word like what was he making? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the right word. Welder. <laughs> I don't know. Clearly. <laughs> 
I don't know what I'm talking about there. But, um, you know, and there's, yeah, this cool little village. You go in, there's like a little pub, what it used to look like back in, you know, the 1800s or something. And then, yeah, there's mm-hmm. the blacksmith. The saloon, the print shop. Like, there was a whole bunch of stuff. It was really cool. It's funny because one of the themes of this trip, too, was a lot of wildlife. And then here is where we encountered our first wildlife. Do you remember? Uh, now, I knew you weren't going no. to. Um, we, so Warrenbolt, they also have the Tower Hill Wildlife Reserve. And they said to us, they're like, oh, you might go and you may see something you may not. And as soon as we pulled in the parking lot, koala. Oh, that's right. There was a little koala up in the yes. tree. I'd never seen a koala in the flesh before. It was very exciting for me. And it was one of those where I was thinking like, Okay, we've pulled up to a wildlife park. There's a koala there. That's normal. Mm-hmm. But there were so many people standing around the koala. Like, this didn't just happen all the time. And I was like, Steph, does this happen all the time? She's like, no. So we walked up very slowly. And there was this child that was yelling at the koala. Do you remember? He was like, koala, get down, koala, come down. I'm like, shut the fuck up. If you scare this koala away, I'm going to... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get real angry, kid. Um, but someone, I think his mother said exactly that to him so i didn't have to step in you didn't have to shut that child down no i did not uh i think that was the only koala we saw in that park though because then after that we saw uh we saw a lovely snake yeah the snake which psyched you out a bit now here's the thing i'm not really like i'm not scared of domestic snakes i have lots of photos of me holding snakes in fact i have a photo of me holding a snake in australia but a snake in the wild Mm mm-hmm that doesn't have a name, like doesn't belong to someone. <laughs> no, oh. absolutely not. And we saw one that was like kind of just like slithering under under our feet. What kind of snake was it? I you're asking the wrong person. It was a snake, right? Okay. <laughs> in a in a in a wildlife park, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But well, and then too, they had a number of pretty cool trails, and they had even like a there was like a volcanic volcano rim trail. Like we actually did quite a bit there. And of course, as always, I was in flip flops walking up a mountain, like whinging. (laughs) Yeah, with with snakes slithering around our feet. And yet we survived. Yeah, I remember us walking up that. We thought it was going to be quite a a chill, easy walk. Yeah. It was quite hilly. Yes. And I remember it was very hot. And yeah, you had your flip flops on. But once we got to the top, the views were amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is where you can see the volcanic... I don't exactly know what they're called. So like the peaks of the... Um, it's a dormant volcano. And obviously as you walk around the top, there's like different peaks where you can look over and in. You can look out. And it was really quite beautiful. In a yeah. the way that was very different from what I'd seen before. Like you could see it was black and ashy from still from even though it's a dormant yeah. volcano you could still really tell that's what it was which was pretty cool it almost looked like you were staring down at like a lake like a black lake almost yeah and for anyone this is actually something i'd really recommend for anyone heading out that way it's actually called the journey to the last volcano walk yeah but make sure you wear proper footwear. <sighs> proper footwear and take water because i had neither yeah and look out for snakes <laughs> <laughs> one very important spot that we missed on our way huh? to Warrnambool was the 12 apostles 
Oh my gosh, yes. We, yeah, we just, skipped right over that. <laughs> oh, we just completely went from Lauren to Warrnambool, and in between is all the iconic sites that Great Ocean Road is famous for. Oh, I just had a flashback because do you remember it was so busy, obviously, because it was Easter weekend, mm-hmm. that the parking lot was full. They said you couldn't enter. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And. As we so you drive past the entrance, then we drove past the exit, and I was like, "Oh, there's spots in there, even though it's closed. I'll just pull oh, in yeah. through the exit." <laughs> Steph was naughty. What did you do, Steph? Oh, and the parking attendant came over. He's like, "How'd you?" He didn't even realize I came in the exit. He was mad at me that I backed in rather than pulled in, and he was like, "Are you stupid?" Yeah, and he I, called stuff stupid. <laughs> And I was like, you are not, rep- I didn't say I'd lived here for years. I'm like, you are not representing Australia well to tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Steph pulled the Canadian accent. She's like, I'm just a tourist. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I can't back in? I thought we were going to get kicked out of Australia. I thought we were at least getting the boot out of there. He was an angry man. <laughs> he was a very angry man, but but whatever. We got parked up. We went and we saw the 12 Apostles. I feel like we saw, like, two of them, to be fair. There's not even 12 there anymore. Oh, well, no. But I I remember this was one of those spots that we we went down, had a little little stroll, Mm -hmm. but didn't stay for very long. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is because you had been there before. It might be. (laughs) And you didn't want to stay very long. I feel like I missed out a little bit on Yeah, if you ever come back, I feel like we'll go do it right, too. Because we also... That actually I hadn't done before you came, but I've done it since you were here. There's also like tons of other beautiful stops like Lockhart Gorge. There's a place called London Bridge, actually, with all mm-hmm. the different ways. There's a thundering cave. Like there are so many stunning stops. Wow, yeah. that was hard to say. And um, every single one of them is worth a stop. So I actually feel like we. I wish we stopped at a few more of them. Yeah, so you stitched me up. I didn't know then. 
you were like on a mission to get to that maritime museum. <laughs> you were like, here's the 12 apostles. Here's one. They all look the same. Let's get to Warrnambool. <laughs> I did. I did. And I don't know yeah. why. Of the like two apostles I saw, guys beautiful really stunning like genuinely stunning beach feel like i could have spent more time there i feel like we should have spent more time there i would actually now for anyone coming recommend spending an entire day just exploring all the stops as we journeyed from warnambool now if you want to skip something to spend a day Mm -hmm. at the 12 apostles i would suggest skipping the blue lake tour in mount gambier (laughs) Gambier? Gambier? However you say it. Everyone here says Gambier, and I'm like, you are butchering a beautiful French like Mount Gambier. Well, I mean, you're not really giving it much more credit the way you say it, so. (laughs) Hey, I thought I was saying exotically and beautifully. Gambier. (laughs) Gambier. (laughs) Regardless. Mount Gambier. Um, Now, one of the things, again, we must have read about this somewhere, was a tour... (laughs) A guided tour of the Blue Lake. Which all lakes are blue. <laughs> yes. Now, what exactly is the Blue Lake, though, Steph? Now, this is, like, something to do with, I want to say, like, sulfur. So, the Blue Lake is actually, like, a massive crater that's in another dormant volcano. It's one of four crater lakes, so they actually have a few of them. Two of them have dried up over the years. So, it's actually a crater in a volcano that they believe erupted 4,300 years ago. So this crater actually supplies, and I'm not, this, I'm going off of memory from the tour we did, but they generate energy and supply the town's drinking water there. And yeah, and he was telling us all about how, you know, they're coming up with a strategy as the town's population grows, water usage increases. They're really trying to find innovative ways to maintain this lake, this natural occurring lake. So this all sounds very interesting to people listening. You'd be like, hmm, maybe I want to stop in, take a look at this lake. Now, I remember walking up to the lake. So you're, we're with this guy, and the lake doesn't look super blue from afar. But it was one of those in photos. Like, it looked really blue. And we're like, all right, it's probably one of those when you get really close. It'll be... You know, this like breathtaking, sapphire yeah. blue, breathtaking lake. I feel like as we got closer, it lost even more of, it, of its luster. We looked at each other. This is one of those tours where we looked at each other because they actually have to let you in through a gated area and take you into a private area. And we're like, can we leave this tour? <laughs> yeah, it was probably one of the dullest, dullest tours i've ever done now i'm i feel like maybe this is one of those things though i just really don't have any interest in whatever he was talking about (laughs) energy supplying and like to me this is not my thing well to be fair to be fair the vibrant blue that it's famous for is kind of the december to march season and we were there end of april so i think we missed the time of go. year when it's very vibrant. But the tour was hilarious because he was like, and this here is how we can shoot water back into the lake. Does anyone want to see? So <laughs> everyone in the group was like, yeah, sure. And he just turned on yeah. a machine that like, it was basically the equivalent of a water pistol shooting water. It was out. like a giant water. And he was, you know, shooting this pistol and just sort of looking around at everyone, making sure like everyone get a good view or like, yep. Yeah, 
cool. The wa- and and the thing was, there was maybe like five other people on the tour with us, and we were all on the same page. We were all just kind of eyeing each other, like, when does this end? But you know what? It was it's something to do because I feel like there's not a hell of a lot to do in Mount Gambia. This is where we stayed in the prison. Yes, we stayed. They have an old jail that they've converted into accommodations and we stayed in a prison cell we talked about that in the out travel the system as well it's actually called the old mount gambier gale gale jail how do you say that word well it's pronounced jail i think it's just that's how they would spell it back in the day yeah so it was the old mount gambier jail and yeah it was pretty cool you stay in old prison cell and it was pretty eerie because the walls and the back of the door still had you know graffiti and it etching from when prisoners actually when that was their cell and they would scratch on the wall and door to entertain themselves or to leave messages steph and i left a message for anyone that's staying in cell block number seven (laughs) yeah see if you can find it but yeah it was a very cool experience because i feel like in mount gambia i mean besides the blue lake tour this was one of those where we the, the accommodation was almost like our activity there yeah so we talked about like unique sort of boutique experience accommodation. Yes. And this was one of them. My actual favorite thing, though, that really surprised me how much I quite enjoyed it was the Umferstin sinkhole. So the Umferstin sinkhole is actually also called like the sinking garden. Um, so you have to go right. down quite a number of stairs to get down into the sinkhole. But it was basically once a cave. Um And it's made up of limestone. And it was actually when the top of the cave chamber, it actually collapsed. So Mm. what was once a cave, there was a huge collapse and it just became this massive sinkhole. And whenever I think of sinkholes, I've been to sinkholes before where I've swam in them. But this was like a big, beautiful, like secret garden. Yeah. There was trees everywhere and like hanging vines and beautiful flowers I mean, this was one of those things. You see it in a photo, and then you see it in real life. It's even more stunning in real life. Yeah. and Not I, like the Blue Lake. It was one of those <laughs> things that when I got there, too, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, it's so yeah. refreshing when you get somewhere, and it's new, and you haven't, you know, seen anything else like it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Yeah. And that's why, because those, all the hanging vines that were coming down everywhere, it was almost like there were little secret hideaway spots inside there everywhere, too. Yeah, little nooks and crannies, and you could go kind of sit and look at the sinkhole from one angle, then you could go to the other side, and you'd see something new in the corner. You're like, oh, that's like a really pretty flower, or like you said, very unique. I never experienced anything like that before. Yeah, and it was free. My favorite. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, anything free. That's like, road trips are cheap anyways, but on the way, there's so much free stuff you can do, and this is one of them. (laughs) Go to the sinkhole, stay in the prison, skip the Blue Lake, unless you're there between what what December to March. There you go. <laughs> okay, can I tell you my favorite part of the whole trip because of one particular moment. Right. Is coming up because we okay. ventured from Mount Gambier into Robe. And Robe is like this really quaint oceanside town and it's very known mm. for like seafood and dining out and Yes. You know, little really wa- walks along the water. 
Yeah. This is where we were going to be like two very like civilized women. Go have a glass of wine yes. with dinner and have a little stroll in the town. Yes. And so we got an Airbnb that was almost right along the strip. So it was like mm-hmm. just a couple hundred meters walk there. So we checked in, got ready really quick. And it was pretty funny because we're like, oh, I wonder what the guy who runs this place does. Like he's really... Like, he was quite lovely. And then as we were getting ready to go, I remember you being like, Steph, come here. <laughs> and we look out the window, and he was blowing into his car to get it started. Yeah. So he got into <laughs> – he sat down in the car, and I kind of looked down, and, yeah, he basically picked up a breathalyzer and blew into it to get the car going. And I'm like, all right, he's that kind of guy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And no judgment, but I was like, cool. Yeah. Like, to have a drink or two. It was just one of those unexpected moments where you're like, okay. It was quite funny. So I remember he, I don't remember the guy's name, but no. um, we were staying at his house. So yes. we were, we got an Airbnb, like one of the rooms in his house. And we had said to him, you know, where should we go out? Obviously, there's not a lot of places to go out in Roe because it's such a tiny, tiny little town. Yeah. And so he had suggested, he's like, oh, there's... um." You know, there's a couple pubs. So here's a couple places you can go for dinner. Um, but you should definitely go into this pub. He's like, my son works there. So he said that he had a son. Yeah. And he didn't He didn't mention how old his son was or anything. So he said, oh, my son works there. He works, picks up some shifts here and there. We're like, okay. Assuming he's a couple years younger than us. We're thinking like in his 20s, whatever. So we go to this pub. <laughs> and Steph and I, you know, once again, we start having a few drinks and there's this guy behind the bar and he looks probably about like 25 maybe like mid-20s and we're ordering drinks and he's being you know pretty chatty with us yeah and i'm thinking like in my head small town he's the only one behind this bar where he said his son works that looks like he could be his son you know everyone else i think was a little bit older or like women yeah so i'm like process of elimination obviously who we're looking for so we're chit-chatting to him and then out of nowhere we've at this point we hit a point where we've had a number of drinks so we're like okay we're gonna confirm that this is in fact his son and you just out of nowhere look at him and go so are we coming home with you tonight (laughs) that was it (laughs) and he was like I mean, if you both want to come home with me. And this was not his son at all. You just, you actually had context to why you were asking this question. Like, are we coming back to your house? Because we think we were staying at your dad's place. But he, who was not related to this man at all, was just asked by some girl if the two of us could go home with him. Yep. Yeah. I was, like, the funny part was, I was so certain that this was Henry that I didn't even check to even ask first the first question should have been are you henry yeah. not are we coming home with you tonight um i mean he at least he was down <laughs> i mean yeah apparently i'm like yeah still got it but then i proceeded to say wait are you henry he said no i'm not henry and um, then you crush him by being like we don't want to come home with you no no but i do feel like we had some drinks with him afterwards where he was really trying to push it and we were like no 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 you're too young but the best part was so after we did have some lovely drinks out in robe some dinner we returned to the airbnb 
to which we met Henry because he was there. Henry was about 12 years old. Henry was a barback. Wash the know, dishes just would, like, Wash the dishes and picked up glasses <laughs> at like 12 or 13. So we walked in and we said to our Airbnb host, oh, we thought that we met Henry in the bar tonight. He goes, oh, no, Henry's there. He was playing video games as a fucking 12-year-old does. And he looked 12. <laughs> and we're like, oh, hi, Henry. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I did not ask him, are we coming home with you tonight? <laughs> Although we did technically... <laughs> Yes, but that sounds wrong. <laughs> See, and this is why the best thing I wish I could tell everyone about road trips is to always just, as much as you plan, you need to go with things when they happen. Because yeah. we still to this day call the bartender Henry because we don't know his name. But no. Henry told us, because he was like, oh, where else are you girls going? We're like, oh, we're heading towards Adelaide. He's like, when you get to Adelaide, you have to go to White Feather Winery and ask yes. for Moondog. And we're like, Moondog. It sounded like some code. And we're like, who is this elusive Moondog? Like, who's called Moondog? So we're obviously, we're like, well, we have to go there. And we did. So once we drove to Adelaide, the first place we went was this winery. And we were not disappointed. For anyone going to Adelaide, go check out White Feather Winery. If when people think winery, they think quite... Uh, I don't know. Like, we did a few of them, didn't we, Steph? Where we go, and it's quite elegant, and they're like, here's some cheese, and here's some nuts with your wine, and wine tasting. This was not like that at all. No. We pull in, and immediately I see this, like, old, eccentric-looking man with white hair down to his chest, and instantly we're like, this has to be Moondog. (laughs) Like, if ever there was a man... You would call Moondog. This was it. He was just like a hippie, like a, a an Australian hippie farmer. He had a winery. You walked up. He had art everywhere, wood carvings, wind chimes everywhere. It was the most unique winery I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, it was. And it was amazing. And he basically spoiled us. He gave us the wine did not stop flowing. He actually had a trailer on site if people needed to sleep off drinking too much before they drove. Which we almost did. Almost. The wine kept flowing. The, he like makes olive oil there. He gave us some free olive oil. He like, there was just so much that he did there. It is a very interesting place and I recommend anyone go there. You know, we're missing the whole part as well that he actually does make wine there. And it actually is a functioning winery and you go and he wants you to try all the different wines, but you're not just getting a sample of two or three. It was like, here, try this one, try this one, try this one. Make sure your glass is full all the time. Yeah. He gave us a tour around the actual winery, which he basically told us how much money he had, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) But, But he was one of those guys. He's like, yeah, I got enough money. That's why I don't care. Come over, drink as much wine as you want. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, guess what winery we're talking about now? On a podcast. (laughs) True. But honestly, the coolest guy. I remember we had a little jam session inside. He had like a little bar area. He had a guitar. So I picked up the guitar because I play a little bit. And we played guitar together. Like it was just the funnest wine tasting experience I've ever had. Because the wine tasting experience then turned into just an experience with new people. Recommended from someone else we met in the town before that yes well worth the visit from adelaide we spent a day in point harbor and 
That was another one of the unexpected. We went for the penguin tours, really, which the penguin tour was at night. And we got there quite early. So we're like, let's just see what's around here. And one of the things I find everyone coming to visit Australia wants to see is the wildlife, obviously. Yeah, I had never seen a kangaroo. There before. was stuff like they're everywhere, and I'm like, well, and to be fair, I hadn't really seen any yet. Yeah, because you said that, and I was thinking we were going to see them everywhere, and I didn't see one yet. So we found we found a wildlife sanctuary that kangaroos galore. And I've to be honest, I've never seen anything like this in my three years in Australia. Yeah. You were a kangaroo whisperer. These kangaroos, they were all over me. <laughs> uh, and, and I had like, at one point, probably like 50 kangaroos surrounding me. Mm-hmm. Or I got a little bit intimidated. <laughs> you did. Because I went from, <laughs> yeah, I went from never seeing a kangaroo that up close and personal to having 50 of them around me. <laughs> and some of them were pretty big. And I'm like, these are the ones that come up and like punch you in the face. Um <laughs> But this was one of those cool little finds because, again, we just had time to kill. Mm-hmm. And, again, I think we saw a sign or something and we're thinking, like, oh, okay, an animal sanctuary. Like, there's not – it'll be one of those. You really got to, like, yeah. look around. Um, you won't really spot many animals. They were everywhere. And the kangaroos literally just roamed the park. And so I remember when we walked in and we bought the tickets. And the tickets were pretty cheap as well. Yeah. It was, it was like, like 10 12 bucks. 10, yeah. Yes, maybe. And I said to the lady, like, oh, you know, I'm from Canada. I really want to see a kangaroo. She was like, she just kind of rolled her eyes. She's like, don't worry. You'll see a kangaroo in there. Yeah. <laughs> and she did not lie. <laughs> um, but these kangaroos then just would not stop following me. Like, everywhere we went. They... I was like, I, I was saying, like, I was like Khaleesi, mother of kangaroos. <laughs> that was me. Well, and it's funny because we did the episode with Zeus Victoria where we talked about ethical animal encounters. And when I think about all the things that Dr. Sherwin said, they really did there. Like, the animals had the choice. They didn't have to be near you if they didn't want to. And they wanted to be near you. They had no interest in me. Like, yeah. And I had food, too. It was all yeah, you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I sometimes do have this effect on certain animals. Kangaroo pheromones. Kangaroos, apparently. I wish my cats. I mean, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I've got two cats now, and I wish they loved me as much as these kangaroos do. My cats don't give a shit about me. They're like, feed me, human, and then they just fuck off and go play with each other. All right. I just had a flashback. Point Harbor was amazing. We saw the penguins that night, and it's really interesting, the story that's happening with the penguins there, because... A number of them have died, and they don't know why, because they tracked them all. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of things going on with the penguins, too, that I feel like we actually learned a lot. Like, that kangaroo to, or sorry, that penguin tour at Point Harbor was probably actually one of the favorite ones I've done. But then on the drive home, because we didn't take Great Ocean Road back, we just drove up the highway, and we stopped halfway in Bordertown. Yeah. Remember, there was kangaroos humping you in Bordertown, too. Oh, yes. So... <laughs> So we, so this is where I really got my kangaroo fix at the tail end of our road trip, where I, had, you know, hadn't seen any kangaroos previously, to then being basically at the end propositioned by kangaroos. So, yeah, stopped in Bordertown. Bordertown again, one of those places, not anything there really. I didn't even. We weren't going to stay there originally. I thought we'd stay in Horsham because that's halfway. I just figured it's a stop, but. When yeah. I zoomed out on Airbnb, there was this one little place out in a place called Bordertown. I'm like, what yeah. is this random little place off on its own? And it was actually the Safe Haven Wildlife Sanctuary. Yes. 
So this is where we, this was another place that we had stayed where you can book on Airbnb. And we stayed in a little, uh, just a little trailer. So Steph and I shared a bed. We snuggled up together. But you actually stay in an animal sanctuary. And obviously they have kangaroos there. Yeah. Um, and these kangaroos, once again, were all over me. <laughs> and there, there was like some big ones. And there was... The one guy, I can't remember his name. They all had names. It was really cute. He was like really trying to get up in my business. So the owner's name is Trina and she was so funny. She was like, you got to watch out for that one. He doesn't know if he wants to fuck you or fight you. Yes. Yeah. Because one minute he's got his fists up and then the next minute he's like aggressively humping you. Yeah. And yeah, Trina was like, no, genuinely like that's what's going through his mind. So be careful. I'm like, oh, God, okay. But it was quite a funny little place because they had uh, there was like wombats running around everywhere. And the wombats was it wombats? Yeah. 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 And they like a lot of them lived in the house. Yes. With. Uh, with the family so at one point when we got there they ha- also have like tons of dogs and there's these like three little wiener dogs I think there's like wiener dogs or I mean they were quite small I can't remember the actual breed of the dog but they were running up to us at the trailer like hello welcome to our home and then there's this little wombat that's like running with them and I'm like well, what is it? I'd never seen a wombat <laughs> and uh and it was really cute because the dogs and the wombat we're all playing together and I was like oh that's cute the wombat thinks it's a dog yeah and it was trying to keep up with the dogs but obviously not as fast because the wombat's quite girthy (laughs) (laughs) um but later on then we got to go into the house and so they had some baby kangaroos in there Mm -hmm. that they were obviously they'd been rescued from wherever and they were sort of like nursing them back to health but then i also got to feed one of the wombats on the couch you had it like a baby in your lap bottle feeding i did and when you see baby wombat like they're pretty big still (laughs) (laughs) like again pretty girthy but there's um yeah a great photo of me where i'm just sort of chilling on the couch feeding a wombat It was very cute. And then I was bottle feeding the baby kangaroo because obviously it's an animal sanctuary. She takes in rescues. So a lot of times when a kangaroo dies, they have joeys in their pouches. So when they're so young, she has them in the house to kind of rear them until they're old enough to be out on their own. Yeah. And she was like, oh, just, you know, put that kangaroo to sleep just hold the pouch and it will roll in instinctively and i don't i just grab a pouch thing put it towards the kangaroo it rolls in and just i don't know what i grabbed but it wasn't a pouch and this kangaroo instinctively rolled into it and then immediately rolled out and fell onto the floor because it wasn't a pouch (laughs) like i was like oh i'm doing this wrong yeah, Steph basically almost broke a baby kangaroo. Oh. But he was fine. He was fine. They were all fine. Um, and it was really funny just being in this house because there's like, they had birds in there. They had wombats. They had kangaroos. They had dogs. Five dashins. It was, da- yeah, five dashins. That was it. Not wiener dog. Yeah. And Trina is married and has kids. And they're all just chilling on the couch, watching TV. And I'm like... Wow, this is their normal. Like, this is a normal Saturday night for this family. And Trina's like making dinner, and I'm, there's these two random girls in their house feeding the wombat. I mean, we probably were taking some of the chores off of the kids by feeding the wombat 
and the kangaroo. They were probably like, oh, thank God we've got visitors that will do this for us. Yeah. While we're sitting there being like, we have paid you to come in and do these chores for you. But it was awesome. It was so much fun. I'm so happy that we stayed in Border Town because, again, there's not much to do there. But if you're doing this road trip, stop in, stay at Trina's Sanctuary because yes. not only is it like the animals uh, that they have, which are, again, they've got kangaroos, they've got wombats. I mean, what else did they have? They had tons of other stuff, didn't they? Yeah, they had a number of rescues. They even had they that had albino owls. kangaroo that was beautiful. Yes, and it was so fun. And, you know, just being around, you know, if you're an animal lover, obviously being around animals and waking up in the morning and getting to go and feed them is cool. But also, like, their family was just so fun and just the nicest people. Yeah, it was a great end to a great yes. trip. Yeah, so we left there. And then we cruised back to Melbourne where I said my goodbyes Mm. and I flew back to the UK and I am super excited at some point when we can travel again to come back to Australia because Steph, we're going to do another road trip. Yes. We, where are we going to go next time? I've I'll plan something. Yes. I'm I'm working on it. But next time, maybe we can go see all 12 apostles. I'm just going to put that out there. We should probably do that. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.